Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak and Shalom. We're on Masachet Brachot of Mem Aleph Amud Aleph. At the top of the Amud, picking up on the Machloket in the Mishnah about whether if you have a bunch of different fruits, uh, you should say the Bracha preferably on the one that's Mimin Shiva or the one that you like more. Amar Ula, Machloket B'Shechotea M'Shavot. The Machloket is only if it's all boy preites. Huda Savar Min Shiva Adif, Rabbanan Savar Min Chaviva Adif. Rabbi says better to make the bracha on min shivad. Rabbanan says better to make the one you like. She'ein berchotein shavod. If they don't have the same bracha, divrei akom v'rachalzav v'chazav v'rachalzav. You say both brachot. So meitave. Watch this. Are you the fanav tznon v'zayit? If you had a radish and an olive, so different brachot. V'rachalat tznon poterat zayit. You say the bracha b'rei priyadamah that's known and that exempts the zayit. Because remember, if you say b'rei priyadamah on a fruit, you yotze. We're talking about a food where they're together and where the olive is subservient to secondary to the, uh, to the radish. Yachi, which we can't figure out what kind of food that is, but not a problem. Yachi, a masafer, but Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and says you make the bracha on the olive because the olive is one of min shiva. That's Rabbi Yehuda accept the principle. That you make a bracha on the ikar and it exempts the tefillah, and they're not going to disagree about what the physical reality of this food is. If you think Rabbi does not accept that principle and he thinks they have to make a bracha on each food separately, Rabbi Yudha says in that in our case, if the olive is coming just to enhance the radish, then you make the bracha on the radish. Which means that our case can't be, the default of our case can't be, the one that we posited where the olive is secondary to the radish. So the olive it's not Karaskinan. Really it is that case. There's something missing in that brighta. Everybody agrees. Well, ain't it stony car? If the radish is not the main thing, the v'rachom v'rachal alzayit, alzev v'rachazem v'rachal zayit, take the bracha on both. Ushnei minin ba'omash v'chotein shavot, and when you have two different things that are of the same bracha, v'rachazem shiyotzev, you don't make v'rachal alzayit shazayit min shiva. Then you could, if it was, if it was a zayit and an orange, you could make whichever bracha you want. Rabbi Yudah would say zayit because of min shiva, which is our machloket in the Mishnah. Okay. As Ula said, Even when the bracha is not the same, not in machloket. Meaning, Rabbi Yudah would say you've always got to go for the min shiva and make that bracha first, even though you're going to make the other bracha. The position that Ula said, and that one of these two said, Shapir. If you think their machloket is when the brachot are not the same, but my pligi, what's the machloket about? It's not a question of which to say, it's which to say first. Because whatever is earlier in the pasuk, Eretz Chita you say that bracha first. We'll see more about that now. That pasuk is not really about food; it's about shiurim. 
meaning chita. Why does it say chita? No, nechas levaytem nugal kichlav aktefav v'sanav tavotav biyadav. This is sugi and eruvin and sukkah. Who v'hein tmein miad? If you walk into a house that has tzarat and you're wearing clothes, etc., then you're tamei and they're tamei immediately. But you were carrying these clothes. But if you were uh, wearing them, the clothes and the other things you're wearing are only tahor if you waited in the house long enough to eat half of a loaf of bread, which is wheat bread, reclining and eating it with something on it. So in other words, the chita is there for a shear bite menugah. And it's a shear about clothing, not about food, but food is the measure. Seora, what's that for? In the Pasuk, no, magav masa. If you have a bone that's the size of a barley corn, uh, of a dead person, it's not matame ba'orah, but it is matame magav masa. Geffen, why does it say Geffen? Can I repeat Yain the Nazir? The Shear for a Nazir getting Makot, for inviolating his Nazirut, is Ravit. Te'ina, what's that? Kegogot Lotzat Shabbat. The default Shear of Chiyu for carrying foods on Shabbat is the size of a dried out fig. Rimon, what's that? Can it not? This is Sugin Kelim, Kokle Balibatim, Shiran Kirimonim. If you have a regular homemade Kli, if it has a hole in it the size of a pomegranate, it's no longer a clean it's tahor now if it was tamay. Eretz Zeit Shemin, what's that? I'm going to be also a The All the shurim that we have are kazayit. Kol shurim, what do you mean all the shurim? We just said a shur of a sa'orat, a shur of a chitah, etc. Eretz Shurot The Most of the shurim are kazayit. Dvash, what's that? The shur for eating on Yom Kippur, for chiyuv, is a thick date. Okay, so that means that Eretz Chitao Sarai is not there in order to tell us what bracha comes first, but rather, it's for a whole other series of things. V'idach, what's the answer to that? Hani shiurim behed yamiktivi? It doesn't say shiurim there. And they're just relying themselves on this pasuk. But the pasuk itself is there to tell you these are the things that are Eretz Yisrael is blessed in, and the order in which they're presented is the ideal order of brachot. Here we'll hear a story. They're sitting in a meal. They brought dates, which is at the end of the Pasuk, and Rimonim, uh, which is number five in the Pasuk. Ramnuna took the dates and made Baripreites. Don't you think that you should have made the Baruch on the Rimon? That's number five. This is number seven. Think about it. You have Eretz, so it's the fifth one. Eretz Zeshemen Udvash, that's only second. It's second after the word Eretz. So he was very impressed by that and said, Who would give us uh, stone uh, holders to listen to you? Meaning, I would do anything to come and learn Torah from you. That's a brilliant answer. Okay. Eat my view of Nehem, now you're sitting in a meal, and you have fruit brought before you. You have to make bread prayates, but you don't make the bracha afterwards, because you're going to say bracha to mazon. 
disagrees and says you have to pray and al ha'etz afterwards. Why? The only bracha, the only food that you would make a bracha on beforehand, but not make a bracha afterwards, is patavabikistin, which we're going to deal with. But for right now, we'll call it sort of like uh, barekas or something of that sort, where it's pastry that's filled with some other filling. Which is that when you eat bread, you don't have to make a bracha on any other foods. If you make bracha on wine, you don't have to say bracha on any other drinks. So you shouldn't have to make the bracha on these dates, even before. So we have three different shitot. One is the first presentation, which is you make bracha but not a bracha afterwards. You have Rav Shesh who says you need both. And now you have Rav Chiyo who says you need neither. So now he puts it together. Things that come as part of the meal and they come during the middle of the meal. You don't make a bracha before or afterwards, they're part of the meal. So you make a mozi and then you bring out some salad and some soup and some steak and some french fries. Whatever else you have, that's all part of the meal. If they're not really connected to the meal, they're ancillary things, but it's during the middle of the meal. You make the bracha beforehand, which is exactly what we do with dessert, and no bracha afterwards. If you brought after the meal, meaning they're done with the meal, you have to make the bracha both before and afterwards. Okay. Shalut ben Zoma. So now that's the halacha. So they asked Shimon ben Zoma. Why did they say the rule that if stuff comes during the meal, you don't make a bracha before nor after? So the simple answer, the pot, the amotzi lachaminar, it's at the beginning of the meal, and the rakatavazon at the end, exempt. So then, if you say hamotzi, you shouldn't have to make bracha if you drink wine during the meal. The answer is shani yayin, the grain bracha Wine is so special because it generates its own bracha. The fact is, you make prepregafen on it, not prepreates, and not shakol. Ravuna achal tleisa rifti b'nei tlata tlata b'kav of lobarich. Ravuna ate thirteen loaves of bread that each of them was a th- was three kav, very a lot, and didn't make a bracha. A bracha meaning afterwards. Rav Nachman ade kafna. So hungry, he said, the fact that you're so hungry and you don't feel that you were satisfied doesn't matter. The fact is that if everybody else uses that for a suda, you have to make a bracha. Meaning, we have a standard. So, Rav Yehuda was preparing, um, was preparing what? By the way, the, the loaves that we were talking about, Rav Yehuda was kind of like these pastries or something. Um so Rav Yehuda was uh, preparing his own son's wedding at this other house. Aitu the Kamayo Patababikistin. So they brought Patababikistin. This uh and again Patababikistin is a huge machlok on how to define it. For right now we'll call it something akin to Barakas. Kiata Shamino the Kamavarchi Amotzi. He came and he heard them saying a motzi on this. What is this tzitzi? Motzi, a motzi that I'm hearing. You're making a motzi on this? I'm relaying. And Shmuel said, that's the ruling. And your Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda, was Shmuel. We do not rule that way. But 
But you don't want to quote your own Rebbe Shmuel, who said that Lachmaniot, which are these little rules, you could use for an Eruv when you make a Motzi. So Shani Hatam Nekava Suda Te'alayu. Rav Yehuda said that's different. People are Kovea Suda. They make a meal around that. These things are snacks. Hechelo Kava Suda Te'alayu Lo. This is just little uh, pastries that they had at the wedding. So he was opposed to the making a Motzi on it. A Papa Ikol Averavuna. Brother of Natan, he came to his house. They finished the meal, took away the trays, and then they brought something for dessert. Shakar Papa Vakaachil. Where Papa took it, made the ate it without a bracha. Don't you hold from the position that once you finish the meal, you're not allowed to eat. Once you finish the meal, you have to bench. I'm a little mar. I don't have the position gamar. Which means if you finished eating, but rather see lake if they already took away the table, and evidently they hadn't taken it away. Rava, so he said, once the while the table's still there, even if they've taken away the food, but they haven't taken away the tray, you could still continue eating and even change your mind and eat more, and you don't have to bench immediately. They came to the Galuta. They had taken away the tray, which means now. It should be the, uh, the the law that you have to bench and you can't eat anymore. And then suddenly they sent out some food from the Reish Galuta, some desserts. Rava Achil, Rabbi Zerah Achil, so Rava ate. So Rabbi Zerah turned to him and said, "Don't you have the position that if they take away the plate, you have to or the tray that you have to you you can't eat, you have to bench?" Well, I'm relying on the Reish Galuta's table. And as, by the way, this halachalamah said, you come to somebody else's house, you don't know what they're going to serve you. So you think you're done, it turns out they're going to bring something else. At your own house, when you're in control of the food, then you know what you're going to bring. If you change your mind, you, know, you think you finished the meal, inside in your mind you finished the meal, you said, let's bench, and then change your mind and said, oh, let's have something else, you have to bench first. Amarav, which means if you're accustomed to, they would often take sweet oil and rub it on their hands before Bekat Amazon because their hands would be dirty from the food. If you're accustomed to have it, you must have it. We are accustomed to using oil. We can't bench without it. And unclear exactly what it is we're rejecting. We're rejecting that last ruling and maybe something earlier. There are three things that are immediate. What are they? Take of the smicha shechita, meaning this is in zvachim. As soon as you do the smicha on the korban, you have to do shechita. Take of the gulat tefila, which we saw earlier in the masachet. You have to say gal yisrael immediately tefila, and take of the tilat yadaim bracha. As soon as you wash your hands, you have to say berkat hamazon. Meaning that if you did oil and you did and you said let's finish, they took away the plate. That doesn't obligate you berkatamazon. Just when you wash your hands for berkatamazon, what we call my machronim, then you have to bench. Rabbi, I don't know more. I have a third, fourth one. Take after tamidei chachamim brachas. As soon as the tamid chacham is in your house, there's a brachas. That's what Lavan says to Yaakov. Hashem has blessed me because of you. Or that Hashem blessed the Potiphar's house as a result of Yosef being there. Okay, we'll pause at this point. Pick up in the next podcast, the next Mishnah. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.